Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. If she walks by, the mean folks get in grow. And we're rolling, and we had sushi for dinner, and I think it's funny because when we go there, I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so the little, the gal, the gal that I thought it was a manager, but I don't know. So this little sushi joint, Zento in Old Town, if you go between, I think, before 7 or something like that, Kevin likes Kevin likes Kevin likes a deal. So Kevin likes that half price sushi, whatever, whatever. And I like it because it's really good. And she and the woman there just fawns. This one woman, she just fawns all over me. And it's because I joke. I think it's because that I have a great personality and I joke with her and everything. Kevin's like, I don't exist. It's very I, I, funny. It would be funnier if she would just say, Oh hi. <laughs> just look at me. But she's the it's the classic. I was telling David earlier that uh the the problem management company down there in Florida. It's sort of like when you go to a restaurant and you get kind of shitty, mediocre service and then when the bill comes, the, the server all of a sudden is all smiles. How was everything? Did you have a good meal? Right. You're like, oh, I guess I'll forget the past 90 minutes where, <laughs> you know, you glared she's at us. She's not you didn't, you, mean to you. Know? you. No, she's not. But uh, she did look me in the eye and ask me if I had a nice time. The only time she made eye contact with me was when <laughs> she handed me back my credit card and smiled and said, did you have a nice That's time? That's funny. And of course, there's a this is a this is this is a common faux pas that white people do make whatever you want to call. So this is a an Asian restaurant, and I have learned through uh, my numerous missteps, stu- stupidity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That the Asian cultures, a lot of them blend together so that so that even though you're at a sushi joint, right, you've got. Japanese, Chinese, Thai, you've got the lots servers of- are Thai and there were some Thai statues and you're like, wait, I thought this was Japan. Right. I you know, because I don't you know, I'm an idiot. But this particular girl, this woman that, that works in this sushi joint, she really fawns over me and she's really sweet. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> she actually like, shouted, touched your tummy, rubbed oh, your she tummy. Did. She touched, well, I was assuming that was for good luck, but yeah. Okay. Oh, like your hotai, the Chinese <laughs> god of good fortune. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's very, very funny. And uh, like literally when we walk in, she brings a bottle of plum wine and a Safiro beer and a big smile. And a big she, And she yeah. kind of, Making full eye contact with Jack, she'll put the beer down in front of me and won't even look in my direction, just puts it down and it's the honeymoon's all over. All oh, starts all over really again. Funny. <laughs> so I of course made a, a huge faux pas this evening. There she is uh She's kind of a manager type. She's kind of a manager type. She's very skinny, she's got glasses, she's got the long black hair pulled back in the ponytail, and there's a new gal that's working there who in my opinion, is the spitting image of her. I think she's got to be the owner's teenage daughter. Right. And so I assumed Uh that it was either her younger sister or possibly a child. Because, you you know, who knows, you know, somehow that I thought that they were related because they looked that similar. Uh And I am pretty good with not saying, you know, all Asian people. No, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) You didn't have to. She said it. (laughs) She she, actually she did, which is really funny. But this this younger gal, same hairstyle, similar glasses, the same shape of the head, the same way they walk. There was a lot of similarities that led me to say to Kevin, oh, 
that must be they must that must be your sister. They must be related. In somehow. your defense, above and beyond just dark hair, dark eyes, right, and clearly East Asian. They really do they look really resemble each other. The, but I have learned from past experiences not to say, "Oh, are you related? Is this your brother?" Whatever I said to the gal that I that, that always not, that I talked to, you were very said, gentle. I, I don't want to be rude or anything, but are you related to her? Is she your sister? And she's like, "No." And I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She goes, oh, no, we all look alike. All, all, all Thai, all Thai look alike. people look alike. <laughs> and then she went into this description, and I just felt so bad because... Well, she said, no, she's cute. <laughs> she, oh, yeah, she did. She said she's cute and everything. But but in my personal experience, I have I have often been told, oh, you remind me of... And then they will describe somebody that I'm like... I do not look like that in the slightest. Mm -hmm. So it's always very care. I'm always very careful not to be a not to. Tr it's very easy to offend people. I don't like, want to you know offend anybody. So it was just really funny, and uh, you know, I've I've had my fair share of being compared to Dom DeLuise, <laughs> Paul Perdue, and if you don't know who he is, he was a chef that we yeah. used a <laughs> that used a scooter because he was so damn fat and <laughs> a uh, rascal. Uh, there's a couple uh, rascal. That's funny. And there's a couple other I can't think of off the top of my head. But nobody have I ever been compared to that I've been like, oh, I like that comparison. No, <laughs> no, it's never happened. Well, so at any rate, it was it was good. And even with the uh, yeah, we still had a fairly significant because uh, that those bottle of plum wine you get is like forty bucks. So I thought she's it, is it really that high? It, it's thirty or something. I thought it was only thirty. You asked her which she make God, more money so on the good. bottle of plum wine and or she the, sushi, said the sushi, and I think she's full of it. Because I think, I think so she too. wants you to keep buying that bottle of wine. Yeah, the bottle of wine is. I always assumed it was like thirty. And they bucks. stopped bringing two glasses. Yeah, they did stop bringing because usually because Kevin <laughs> drinks beer, he doesn't. Drink, and this plum wine, I don't know if you've ever had plum wine. It tastes like you're drinking cheap perfume. Yeah, it has got a floral scent to it. It's very sicky sweet, it's, and it's yummy, delicious. <laughs> it tastes like oversweetened Kool Aid. Cloying is the word. You're Cloying. For. <laughs> That's really funny. And uh, they would always bring two glasses, and I'm like. No, can you just bring me a straw? That'd be easier. So anyway, anyway, well, no crime was committed tonight, Yay. but there was one committed in Youngstown, Ooh, Ohio. <laughs> look at you with the segues. You're getting so good at them. All right, so this is A and E's Interrogation Raw. A and E's Interrogation Raw, season two, season two, episode five, episode five. It's a lover's betrayal. A lover's betrayal so we're in youngstown ohio and if the drone shots are anything to go by Oof. and the reputation of ohio in general yeah. it looks awful yeah, it looks, it looks awful bad. it looks beat up yeah it looks pretty so beat they, up. they were doing filming the b-roll in winter and it was just a bad idea but this is actually taking place thursday june 22nd 2017 police at the youngstown ohio police department are notified of a missing person this is youngstown ohio Police Captain Jason Strom. In June of 2017, the Youngstown Police Department gets a call of a missing adult. Shannon Graves was last seen by her family around February of 2017, but and the missing persons report wasn't filed until June. So Shannon Graves has not been heard from 
since February. It's now June. They said it's not unusual for her to go without contacting them for a while, but it's never been this long. She's missed her siblings' birthdays. She's very close to her siblings, and it's just out of character for her. So at some point, they were motivated to contact the police. And this is Detective Mike Lambert. Shannon Graves' sister reported that Shannon had had a history of not being in contact with her family for short periods of time, but when it reached the four-month mark, it seemed extreme even for what they were used to. So I think it's weird that they went that long before reporting her missing, especially because well, they knew she had kind of a fractious relationship with her boy. I don't know. I, I, I That's if, a long time. If, if it, well, I... I, I on one hand, I'm like, yes, you're completely right. But on another hand, it's like there are are close relatives of mine that I haven't spoken to. Yeah, for but months not your months, sister. Months. If you hadn't well, heard from your sister in four months, yeah, that's true. Four months. Yeah, I, I'm saying the graves that was on them, but it, it, it's it's I'm not victim blaming or whatever. Well, you know, but, you know what happens is I'm I'm going to say that so they're not used to talking every day. Yeah. So then I guess you, maybe everybody's like, you haven't heard from her either. Maybe they all pieced it, it together exactly. and then they're like, so I'm going to say none yeah, of us have heard it from her. Snuck up on them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is Katie Morar. She's Shannon's friend. She missed holidays with the family. She missed her sister's birthday. Shannon's sister and her little brother were very important to her. So something was wrong. Something was off. So they began looking for Shannon Graves and they make a strange discovery. In April, two months before she's reported missing, the cops actually impounded her car. This is when we meet Arturo Novura, and his picture, you can tell he's a bad dude. He's bad news. He's Shannon's ex-boyfriend, and he's been driving her car. So here we go. We discovered that in April of 2017, the Youngstown Police Department towed Shannon's car, and we had actually had it in our impound lot. Shannon's car was being driven by her boyfriend, Arturo Novoa, and Arturo Novoa committed a traffic violation. There was a police officer present, tried to pull Arturo Novoa over. Arturo Novoa flees. He ditches Shannon's car, gets out of the car and runs, and he's apprehended. Shannon's car is then towed to the impound lot and remained there. Arturo got a couple of tickets and was released on the scene. So I don't understand this. He gets he makes a traffic violation. The cops try to pull him over. He flees the scene. He exits the vehicle, flees on foot. They catch him. They write him some citations, and then he's released. Why was he not locked up? Because I felt in my research, the violations were on. There were there were numerous unpaid parking violations uh-huh. on the car. Okay, because they left it parked in front of the apartment without where it should parking have been parking person on. Yeah. So it had numerous parking violations. So the car had unpaid parking tickets on it. Yeah. So Arturo's driving the car and got pulled up cuz you know, I don't know, it sounds like the way the way it was interrogation raw seemed pulled, like Well, yeah, but he, he slipped got, through their fingers. So so what happens is he gets pulled over for a minor minor traffic violation and there's all these tickets on the car, so the car was impounded. Okay. And but the car didn't belong to him. Yeah, it belongs to So Shannon. therefore he was not arrested. And we didn't know Shannon was missing Correct. at this point. Correct. So they go through Shannon's car to see if there's anything now in June. They go through the car to see if there's anything that might help them find Shannon, and they find something that's kind of alarming. 
we found a series of cardboard box tops and we were able to determine that they had contained bottles of drain cleaner, which was mainly sulfuric acid. That kind of elevates our suspicions that something else is going on here besides just a missing persons case. Yeah, it's drain cleaner and it was delivered the the deliver it was delivered to Chicken Man. That was the name he used. And it's pretty much just sulfuric acid. That's drain cleaner. Yeah. So <laughs> now they are suspecting that Arturo may be involved in Shannon's disappearance. So they try to contact him, but he never answers the door at where he's supposed to be living. He doesn't answer his phone. So now it's July third. 2017, this is 11 days after Shannon was reported missing, and the detectives receive a call from her good guy ex-fiance, John Scarada. John told us that Arturo and Shannon had broken up, and that Arturo was upset about the breakup. Shannon and Arturo were toxic with each other, and I know that he's put his hands on her. She was tired of it. She wanted to get away. She wanted to move on and have a better life. John reported that a few known individuals had observed Arturo Novoa burning some of Shannon's items in a fire pit on the south side of Youngstown. In fact, another party helped him burn these items in the person of Andrew Herman. So he tells the cops that those two have broken up and that Arturo was not happy about it and that he had been abusive to Shannon and not John, Arturo, and that people had observed him burning some of Shannon's belongings. And we learned that somebody actually helped him burn those items. And this is when we're introduced to his sidekick or whatever, Andrew Herman, who makes a lot of bad life choices. <laughs> So for an ex-fiancé, John is a pretty good guy because he goes on to tell the investigators that not only was Arturo driving Shannon's car, but was living in Shannon's apartment with his longtime on-and-off-again girlfriend, Katrina Layton, who joins the Bad Choice Life-Making Club. Yes. <laughs> What's his name? He came forth with some information in that Arturo also had a, another girlfriend. We learned that Arturo was dating on and off again for many years, Katrina Layton. And we learned that she was in the picture the same time that Shannon Graves was in the picture. It was your stereotypical love triangle of individuals. So naturally, we have to look at her as a strong person of interest. So we have a classic love triangle because Shannon... Oh, let me pause you right there. Katrina came back into Shannon into Arturo's life when he was breaking up with Shannon. Okay, lay okay, on me. So Katrina has been Arturo's on-again, off-again girlfriend for something like eight or nine years. Wow. She's got two kids. She is not a very attractive woman, but apparently she is completely obsessed with Arturo. Oh, okay. And she will wait, like... She would wait outside the apartment for him to come out, and, and so she could... Do, oh, so she was obsessed with she him. She was obsessed with him. So uh, one of the things that gets brought up in one of in my research is when she goes in to be interviewed, and they're like, you're driving this woman's car. Yeah. And she Shannon's saying, well, but I thought it was our... I did, I just thought she left. Just playing like, dumb. Yeah, just playing really, really I saw. Dumb. I walked in when you were watching that clip. Yeah, so... so 
and she stumbles. And she's like, and then they talked about the freezer. We're getting to the freezer. She so. moves into the woman's apartment. Just took over her with life. The do- literally. And, and they, oh. Okay. It's now July 29th, 2017. It's been over a month since Shannon has been reported missing. And the police now get another phone call. Here it is. 911. Hi, uh, my name is Ken Eschenbaugh. I need a camel please here right away. We've got a dead body in our street. We've got a dead body in our street. That was Ken Eschenbaugh. He had been friends with Arturo and Shannon and Katrina, and he and his wife Jill get caught up in this. <laughs> the next bit is so messed up, I can't believe they didn't think that they weren't going to get caught. Speaking with them, we learned that the Eschenbaugh's were friends with Arturo, Katrina, and Shannon. They all knew each other. According to Mr. Eschenbaugh, Arturo called him and said that his power was going to be turned off at his apartment and asked him if he could bring the freezer to his house and plug it in there. Mr. Eschenbaugh agreed. They told us that days later, Jill Eschenbaugh is going to make dinner. And opens up the freezer and sees Shannon's body. So Arturo had told Ken that the electricity was going to be cut off <laughs> in his apartment. And can I bring my, what 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 kind of freezer is that? It was just what, a small storage freezer. Yeah, I, I think it was only like a four foot by three foot deal. And there's a word for those, the it, floor, those floor freezers. Anyway. It wasn't the gigantic coffin size. It was right. a much, much smaller version. So he and a friend uh, bring it over and they plug it in in Ken's, Ken and Jill's basement. And they're like, can we just leave this here for a while? It's got meat in it. We don't want it to spoil. There's a there's a padlock on it. Yeah. Oh, there's there was. There's a padlock on it. Okay, well, in the interrogation raw, it just said Jill went down to make dinner, and she opened up the freezer, and there's a body, and of course, they completely freaked out. You could tell by the 911 call. They're, they're frantic. He's he's for totally freaked out. Yeah, and he's completely freaked I don't, out. It, because it, our, they're all friends, so maybe he didn't realize right away what was going on, but Shannon had been good friends with these people as well. Yeah. So I, a, I just, just, just the Artur just bringing everybody, like getting everybody involved in his shit, but bringing a, a, a freezer with Shannon's body into it, in it over to that guy's house. Can we just keep it here thinking, what are the chances anybody's ever going to look in there? Oh my God. It's that the cops something. are looking for Shannon. I, I mean, he was going to get caught. Unbelievable. So it's now August 8th, 2017, and the prosecutor strikes a deal with Katrina Layton in what they call a proffer session. I, yeah, this is another one of those. What's that one you like so much where they have all the evidence, but they can't, they don't want to... Oh, an Alfred pre- Yeah, play? Yeah, it's kind of like that. This proffer session, this is a new term I've just discovered. And it's like, well, they have all this information, but if we can get more information out of you, we'll go lesser on you. Yeah, and well, it's, it's sort of like taking a plea deal, I think. In a way, yeah. They offer her leniency in exchange for for her cooperation and here she is well i have got a phone call from yeah he was crying i remember that he was he was upset tell him to come to the house i didn't really know what the hell was going on i mean he pulled into the back of the house and she was an inch long and then what happens he backed the car into the garage I remember saying, well, you can't, you can't leave her in the trunk. At that point, I realized, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't lift her. I was already freaking out, you know, and that's when I called Andrew. 
So we learned that Andrew Herman came to the rescue again, and the cops go to speak with him. Uh, we jump ahead to December 11th, 2018, which is well over a year after the body was found in the freezer. Police arrest Andrew Herman for tampering with evidence and abuse of a corpse. I don't know why it took them so long to arrest him. Uh, here we go again. They use that weird expression, proffer. We proffered him. We met him. I told his lawyer, I said, look, if Andrew wants to be cooperative, he needs to do it. Otherwise, he's in a world of hurt. So that was Dean Caceres, the senior Ohio attorney general. So now they get in kind of stomach. <laughs> so now we get in kind of stomach turning detail what they actually did to Shannon. And I'll probably cut out the nastier parts just because it's ghoulish <laughs> and um, it's Shannon. Unbelievable. It's terrible. It's terrible what they did to her. So what happened? Okay. He asked me to come meet him. Said he needed help. What would you do? And I'd be over there. He told me to pick up a pair of garden stacks and open them up. I did. And I did bottle. Who was inside? Shannon. I started freaking out. Sorry, my face fumbled down. I asked him what the f happened. Mm hmm. He tell you how she done it? No. But it was pretty obvious. So what happened after that? Told me he needs my help to make her smaller. We'll dismember. She happened. How'd you dismember? In the video, I'm shitty. And then what did you do after that? Yeah, I put it in the bin. And then what happened? He said our advisor said I can't help you any further with this. Tell me how I can. Have you ever asked about acid? Yeah, he asked what kind of acid would work for that kind of thing. So that's why they made the link to Breaking Bad in the uh, YouTube video I watched. That was the reference to the acid. There's there's no reference to that on the official webpage, but the YouTube uh, version of it, they make a Breaking Bad reference, and that's where it comes from. So Andrew pleads guilty to tampering with evidence and abuse of a corpse, and Katrina gets the same guilty sentence we don't i don't know what what herman got katrina gets 18 years and i suspect herman got something similar arturo was convicted of 12 charges on top of murder and he is sentenced to 48 years to life in prison Oof. and that is just a fucked up story so in my research okay herman and his wife helped arturo how Chopping up the body, putting it in the bag. His trying. wife helped? His wife also got the same sentence as he did. Why? I wonder Herman. why she was absent from this. Because this, who they knows? cut it way down, I guess. But it's just, yeah, they have to cut out time, and it's an extra fact. And my thought during all of this is Arturo has got all these other people involved in it. Yeah. And and just a little, you know, we've been, we've watched so many of these, and I've watched so many murder yeah. things. and this other. You can't tell people, you can't have other people involved. No. So if you're going to murder this woman, you've got your lover involved. Yeah. You have mutual two couples that are mutual friends mm -hmm. plus her ex uh, ex fiance. Well, the ex fiance. And you're living in her apartment, driving her car, and have her dog. Oh, and the way I, no offense, Shannon, but the apartment you guys shared that her apartment, that building looked awful. No, I thought it was. I thought it was charming. Small town. Oh no, small town, solid brick upstairs above yeah. the business. I thought it was I, charming. Two kinds of people. Two kinds. But of people. I'm glad they stay sloppy. That a lot of these murderers are sloppy right. like that. I mean, they're ruining other people's lives along with their own. But you know, if if Katrina and Herman 
are willing to help commit these crimes and you know maybe it's good they were weeded out well, of society. Well, that's true too. The what is it uh, uh, uh Darwin. Yeah. So, um the other thing is is uh Arturo, what was the name he has here? Arturo Novoro. Novoro. When he was first called into questioning, he goes by Arthur Gonzalez. Oh. And in the questioning, they are talking to him. He's all trying to think, oh, he's all tough guy in a black t-shirt and everything. Yeah. And they're talking to him and he's like, I don't know what you're talking I don't know why she left. I don't know. It's like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the doc, and then the, the detective says, yeah, we found her. You found a body in a freezer? Yeah, your freezer. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He had the keys on him. <laughs> he had the key to the lock. Fuck on you, him. Arturo. So That's the great. second part of that, I'm is... going to try to get that. I'll look up the source that you look yeah. at. I'll try to get that yeah. soundbite. So the second part of that is that Katrina mm-hmm. was the owner of the freezer because apparently she bought it. Oh, geez. So <laughs> express so, for this. Well, yes. Oh man. So it was a brand new freezer. Yeah. And and it's just and it's like just the I, I, I it's like it's like trying to fix it it's like putting strips of masking tape over top of a crack in a bowl. Yeah. It's like no you yeah, it's, it's gonna, not gonna work, work. but yeah. it's not gonna work. Shannon so, well, Shannon was very pretty too. Ar- Arturo she was, was at, punching above so his her weight. friend, the friend uh Mo 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 uh the, the friend uh, uh-huh. at the beginning. That's her name. She she made the rounds with it. Let me tell you, she everything I looked up about this, she popped up in it. Uh, Shannon. Oh, you're was, talking about Katrina? Yeah, no, 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 not Katrina. The, Shannon's, Shannon's friend. friend. Uh huh. The one with the lip piercing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something Mora. Right, 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 right. So, uh, she's in a lot of the things being interviewed, and apparently Shannon was an up and coming hairstylist with that was getting quite a lot of taking the Youngstown hairstyling she, scene she by was, storm. She was doing very well for herself yeah. as a hairstylist. So. Uh, uh, and then they were showing some pictures, and sure, the the dog was a beautiful pit bull, was mm-hmm. a white and gray pit bull. And the police would come to Shannon's apartment. They knew people were there, but nobody could. You know, they were trying to find, and they knock on the door, and the dog had barked. They yeah. knew people were inside. Yeah, they knew people were inside the apartment. It's it's a weird story. It is and just poor, it's just poor so woman. So, and then the poor people who <laughs> the and poor, it all took place in Ohio. That yeah, makes it even worse. I don't like Ohio. <laughs> so the, the 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 she's in the freezer in these people's basements they were part of the people who were like what happened to shannon like yeah like they got pulled into this too yeah, yeah all because so this arturo dude apparently katrina was so enamored with him that whenever arturo was with somebody else she would kind of still be on the outskirts kind of you know like uh-huh. hanging around, around the edges yeah so anytime he was between girlfriends or he the i think the detective said anytime the girlfriend didn't do what he wanted or whatever he just go back to katrina uh-huh. so here's shannon and apparently katrina was obsessed with shannon because this is one that was actually turning his head like oh and she broke up with him well so that infuriated him well we, then- yeah we're never going to know the true story on that but shannon's uh you know shannon yeah i think the reason our he was killed obsessed her with shannon and shannon uh, broke up with him because he was abusive to her and she was done with his shit right and yeah she, so a toro was obsessed with shannon and katrina was obsessed with a toro right so anything a toro did katrina knew yeah she was part of it and a willing participant, participant. yeah so in in the interview with her where they're interviewing her and this is something else not in my reasons with the in cops reasons, yeah with the cops she's like look at me i'm too tiny i couldn't do any of that oh, i saw that she just she, it's it a bad like, look you, and i'm like oh you oh yeah. oof. 
Oof. Ooh. Anyway, that that's that's yeah. about all the time I, I have for these people. I just, I, yeah, it just dumb. amazes me. It's like I just <laughs> you do this every time. I, you can't wrap your head around I stupid because okay. So Arturo, when Arturo and Shannon get together, she doesn't know that there's any of this other stuff going on because you know men are dum dums and they're assholes and all this kind of stuff. So they're gonna they're gonna tell the tell this woman exactly she, what yep. she wants to hear yeah. so that she's going to think that he's everything that he wants right well then when she kind of finds out about what else is what going a dirt on baggie. this apparently was the start of all the problems because yeah. their relationship was described as toxic at that point yep so when they kept saying a triangle mm. it wasn't mm, truly it a was triangle. not a true triangle yeah. it was shannon like you leave go yeah. away you go you yeah. go away and he couldn't could handle my it. take he couldn't handle the the rejection, rejection. yeah, yeah. Because so, so, he was always used to being chased and whatever. Yeah. He had eight other women on the line. Yeah. So they, you know, once they got his phone and computer and everything. Yeah. Sexually explicit texts, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, so think about that. He's got Katrina on the line. He le- drops Katrina for Shannon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're still fooling around, but he's with Shannon. Shannon and he break up or whatever. And he goes, Katrina comes in to join him again. And he's treating Shannon or, uh, 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 Katrina poorly, knowing that she's got this this dirt, dirt this on him. Dirt on him. Yeah. That's what an idiot this man yeah. is. Anyway, Oy. he's gone down the river. See Arturo. So he got what is it? He got forty eight to life. Yes, yeah, he's not getting. Oh, he's couldn't have to a better person. And uh, okay, well, thanks for listening. Yes, uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. and subscribe, and, send and call all your, your mother. She misses you. Call your mother. <laughs> be nice. Just be nice. Thanks for listening. Or a war. The ass will be. The girl can't have it. She's in love with me.